Have you been interested in trying the new cutting-edge technology of exogenous ketones but didn't know where to get started? Let me introduce you to Perfect Keto. Visit perfectketo.com slash jimmy and use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 15% off your order. Perfect Keto was created by a functional medicine clinician who developed this unique formula for maximum efficacy. It's great tasting and the most affordable exogenous ketone supplement you can find that raises blood ketone levels up to 1.5 millimolar to help increase mental focus, boost your energy, and commence fat burning. It does not contain any soy, dairy, gluten, artificial sweeteners, binding agents, or anything that doesn't directly improve your health. The synergistic power of a low-carb, moderate-protein, high-fat ketogenic diet with Perfect Keto Exogenous Ketones will have your body running optimally. Perfect Keto is available in delicious chocolate sea salt and peaches and cream flavors. Each serving comes with 11.38 grams of high quality beta-hydroxybutyrate for maximum ketone boosting while adding in magnesium, potassium, cocoa, stevia, and vitamin C for extra micronutrition. Again, try Perfect Keto for yourself at perfectketo.com slash jimmy and be sure to use the coupon code LLVLC at Check out to get 15% off your order. Perfect keto. Living la vida low carb, talking about a low carb diet. Uh-huh. Getting your body healthy, it ain't no doubt about it. Yeah, it's really about ketosis, a ketogenic life. Yeah, a real time indicator for ketosis called ketonics. Woo. It measures your breath for ketones. Are you burning fat? Uh-huh. It's the first of its kind. All my ketonians, where you at? Where you at? Hey, I'm just here to let you know. Wanna look and feel incredible? We live in la vida low carb, get your body healthy and live long. Hey. Keep my fats high, and my carbs low. Need my glucose down right now, pronto. Check my ketones, look at the stats, yo. With ketonics, now I'm in the burning fat zone. Ketonics, we burning fat, yeah, we on it, yeah, yeah. With ketonics, I'm burning fat, and I'm on it, yeah, yeah. Living La Vida, low carb, I do this every day. If you want to burn that fat, it ain't no other way, yeah. Go to ketonics.co. And for my international followers, it's ketonics.com. Woo! Uh, living La Vida Low Carb. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up the avocados, fry some eggs, time to explore. The longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show. Hey, hey guys, we're back here on the Living La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. And today I'm very privileged to welcome to the podcast a functional medicine nutritionist named Evelyn D. Dominicus. And she is here specializing all about fasting and keto and weight loss resistance and positive mindset, especially for women approaching or going through peri or menopause. I think we got a few people in the audience that that may apply to with all of those topics. Uh, She has a website, EvelynD.com. What's up, Evelyn? Hey, Jimmy. Uh, Not much. Doing great here. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, ma'am. And I got to meet you in person. You were helping volunteer over at the Keto Fest event recently 
And uh, it was a really good time that we had there. And so it was kind of cool to meet you in person and be around all the various people there. Uh, you were in like uh, Keto Disneyland that that weekend, weren't you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was awesome. So much fun. Such a great event. Yes. Well, let's back up and find out more about who you are, why you became a functional medicine nutritionist. Uh, tell us your story. Okay. Well, so... Um, I started in corporate America, actually. Um, I worked my way up the corporate ladder for 20 years in finance um, and was just really driven all through my late 20s and 30s and just promotion after promotion and then got married and had children. And it was around my late 30s into my 40s where I just got this bull. And it's so interesting how it correlates with the hormonal shifts that happened in perimenopause, mm -hmm. which I'll kind of touch on in between the story. Um, so I just started getting this, this pull. Um, I liked my job. I loved my team. I, I managed, I had managed this great international team. I had suppliers that I managed and I had a really good like purpose. You know, it was really, it was environmentally focused. It was about reducing paper and creating awareness, all the things that I love now about nutrition and food. Um, but I, you know, it, it was just, there was a pull to do something different. Right. So um, I just started to heed the call and um, just kind of slowly transitioned. I got some certifications for health coaching and some energy healing and all this stuff and just exploring while I was still working full time. And then I started to talk to senior management about severance um about transitioning out because we had this great severance package it's like a year paid and i was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna take the leap yeah and so um over it took me a while and over time uh, i finally left in 2010 i had a few certifications under my belt and i started to work with some clients um i worked in a chiropractic office and really loved what i was doing but then i started to encounter people with severe problems like on medication, people with Crohn's disease, people with diabetes, people with hormonal imbalances. And I realized that I just really didn't have the qualifications. So that's when I decided to go get my master's degree in nutrition and learn all the biochemistry and all the kind of clinical um, aspects. Of what age did you do that, Evelyn? <laughs> I was uh, 45 when I graduated. 45 years old when you decided to get a master's degree in yeah. clinical nutrition. Yeah, yeah, I did. Wow. I, no, was I'm that weird? Now. <laughs> no, it was awesome. Oh, good. You know, I've often kind of joked with my wife, Christine, that it'd be kind of fun to go back to school now <laughs> that totally I actually am not stupid like I was in my uh, early 20s when I was in college. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I graduated summa cum laude because I was just so into it. And yeah. especially because at the same time, like after the birth of my third daughter, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. And mm. so... I started, so that was Autoimmune kind of, thyroid for those of you that don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I started to educate myself. This was before school when I was still on the corporate ladder and started to learn everything I could about it and about myself and my own healing. And it just kind of converged. And then at the same time, and when, when I talk about kind of perimenopause and the stages, had I known, um, I was probably going through the throes of perimenopause, which is a pretty chaotic hormonal situation for a lot of people, especially if there's stress involved. Yeah. 
And um, that is probably what led me to take more action than I probably would have in my 20s and earlier 30s. Yeah, Um, gave you some motivation. Yeah, it was just it's it's like you don't you have kind of zero tolerance for anything that's not aligned as you kind of go through this transition uh, hormonally. So that was kind of all converging at the same time. So now I work in um, uh, I've been out since 2010 out of corporate America, kind of like out of jail. But it was, you know, it was bad. It was it wasn't like a terrible. You were very successful. I mean, you had six figures coming in. So that was a huge leap to go from that lifestyle and that, I suppose, comfort level uh, in what you were doing, but to then go after what you were most passionate about. Totally. Yes. So I went from a six figure senior vice president, you know, bonuses and first class flights and all this other stuff to uh, not much. (laughs) And then had to learn the whole online business thing and just uh, really kind of explore and put myself out there in a way that I wasn't as confident as I was when I was in my corporate suit, you know, because this was kind of a new area. I was starting over, Um, but I wouldn't change a thing. Um, other than I wish I didn't worry so much about it during the, <laughs> you know, the ups and downs of it. Right. I explored, I worked for supplement companies, research and development, wellness centers. I just, I did everything and just more and more discernment. I'm like, is, do I like this? Is this aligned yep. with me? And, you know, it still unfolds. So, uh, you know, it's just part of the journey. And I try to, I just try to keep myself centered so that I don't get overwhelmed by like not having all the certainty. Yeah, that comes with a job, you yeah. know, you know, if I could bottle up what it's like to be able to be doing what you love for a living and let people have a taste of it, Evelyn, uh, because it was one of the scariest yet one of the f- most freeing things that I ever did was to go full time with what I'm doing in 2006. And Christine thought I was crazy. In fact, her whole family just thought I went off the loony bin trying to go full time with this because it was different. Oh, what do you mean you don't have a nine to five job? What do you mean you, you're not going to have any health insurance? How are you going to handle that? All the questions that pop in your head when you decide to be, you know, take on an entrepreneurial type of spirit. And yet, if you believe in what you're wanting to do and you're passionate about it and you show no signs of ever letting up on the gas pedal of what you're doing, I think you found your calling in life. And I just wish people didn't have that fear that held them back. And so I'm, I'm happy to hear your story of, yeah, it was shaky. Uh, and yet here you are 2018, you're living the life that you were meant to be. Yeah, exactly. And I work with so many women and men that are in that stuck place. And it's not like you can say, just quit your job. Yeah, It's, it's their process, but hopefully people like you and me and others inspire people to know that on the other side, it's awesome. And it's, there's nothing better than doing what you're meant to do. Yes. And there's nothing worse than feeling you're never stuck, but feeling that you're stuck in something because you're scared to do what you really, what your heart's calling to do. So. Absolutely. And here's the funny ending to that quitting my job story. The very month that I quit my job was the very month that this podcast was birthed. And so out of that, being able to have more time to be creative came the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show. And now it's the longest running health podcast on the Internet by far. 
And I, I still pinch myself some days saying, oh, my gosh, I'm just average everyday Jimmy Moore. You know, how did this happen? And yet it was just my heart willing uh, with a little bit of head saying, oh, no, what am I getting myself into? Uh <laughs> You know, yeah. that it's it's going to be OK. And and now special things are happening because of that. Yeah, exactly. And how many people are you helping? I mean, you were one of the first podcasts and resources that I went to and actually where I refer people to that, you know, especially because I always get the cholesterol question. I'm like, get <laughs> cholesterol clarity. Although, like that's a myth. You know, I'll send them links to different articles and that kind of thing. But it's like you have helped so many people. And that's what I aspire to do as well. Um, so it's That's just, awesome. it's awesome. Yeah. And, and what I tell people is you don't have to have MD, RD, PhD or NED after your name, just get passionate and get educated and then get to telling people about it. And True. we all have our voices, so to speak. Mine is a literal voice and so is yours. <laughs> and so we're, we're using that. But if you're good at writing, you should be writing. If you're good at doing, uh, videos, you should be doing that. Whatever you're good at, uh, that's what you should be doing. And if you're not doing any of those things, encourage the people that are <laughs> because totally. it can get hard out here sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Everybody needs encouragement. That's right. Well, let's get into some of these topics that you're, uh, you have expertise in. And we've already mentioned that you're all about the menopause and perimenopause. Let's kind of define terms a bit um, for people that don't know, because sometimes people hear menopause. Oh, it's just that natural process that people, uh, women go through when they're older. Uh, we could also talk about andropause if you want to. But uh, menopause is, uh, you know, quite the complex thing. Can you kind of give us a primer on that? Yeah, absolutely. So menopause technically is when a woman has her last period and hasn't had a period for at least 12 months. So if she goes a year and then she gets her period, she is then back in perimenopause. And then perimenopause is the six to 13 years. I mean, that's the span average of 10 uh, years before menopause, the average age of menopause is 51. I was 47 when I went through menopause. It, so it varies. Um, Christine and, had to get forced into it. She had a hysterectomy oh, at the age yeah. of 45 that forced her into menopause. That's true too. So, yeah. um, so the perimenopause stage is the transition and that's where a lot of these hormonal imbalances and all the symptoms like the hot flashes, the night sweats, weight gain, um, uh, brain fog, irritability, low libido, all those things can start to emerge in that perimenopause stage. And then even through menopause, if the hormones are still kind of fluctuating a little bit, even though there's not an ovulation or a period. So that's kind of the, you know, the basic framework. Um, women's progesterone. So the main kind of hormones, there's a bunch, but I'm just going to kind of talk about progesterone yeah. and estrogen. Progesterone can start to go down uh, in women in their late 30s. I think that was my case, although I wasn't tested. I didn't start getting into functional testing until about 2009. Um, but progesterone can start going down in the 30s um, and symptoms can start to emerge. You know, that's this is where women will be like, geez, you know, I used to be able to go on this diet or work out really hard and drop 
you know, dropped the five, 10 pounds I gained and now nothing works. And now all of a sudden I have this belly fat and all this stuff. So (laughs) I know, well, that's all about cortisol. So I'll talk a little bit about that. So, um, so progesterone goes down and then estrogen kind of will kind of fluctuate through the cycles through perimenopause. And it can even surge more towards the menopause years, like late 40s and into the 50s. Um, but then eventually, as you get into not ovulating into that true menopause where you're not having your period, it just starts to go down. Now, it doesn't mean that the ovaries stop producing estrogen they do forever but most of the sex hormones transition it's almost like a rewiring they transition from main production in the ovaries to the adrenal glands Mm. right so there's uh, i have like a chart of how the hormones cascade and i always share it when i do talks i talk about it because it's it shows so beautifully how and why when you get into the perimenopause menopause stage your tolerance for stress goes down and that's because the sex hormones are now competing with the stress hormones and the stress hormones will always win because stress hormones are survival right sex hormones are reproduction which you're not doing Right. So that's where your tolerance for stress and just just not being in alignment with your truth or taking things on that that you shouldn't or having resentment. That's when it starts to be more and more compelling and you start to either not tolerate things and start to change your life or you start to (laughs) feel the symptoms. Right. And you, uh, you know, that's where the weight gain comes in and the unbearable, like hot flashes and insomnia and all that good stuff. Oh, you're describing some things I've observed from Christine. (laughs) Well, when when she first got into the menopause, she was having, what was it, 12 to 20 hot flashes a day. It was bad. They couldn't get her estrogen patch uh, right. And so after a while, it was just like, oh, please up her dose or I'm not going to survive. And so. They did. And, and now she gets them every once in a while, but it, it's kind of that it's a weird balance. Cause it's even in the day to day, Evelyn, it's like, she never knows when the hot flash is just going to suddenly hit her. And, and some of those behavioral changes, I I've noticed that she doesn't tolerate a lot anymore that she used to. Uh, so I have to like be really super nice now, a super nice husband now. So. <laughs> Well, you know, I follow um, Dr. Christian Northrup. She's kind of the grandmother of hormones and menopause and women. And I just admire her so much. Uh, She wrote a book, The Wisdom of Menopause. And the way that she describes it is that this rewiring is it's a call to become who you really are and Mm. to live in your truth and to create things that you've been suppressing. So if you, if you've been kind of locked back to the whole career thing, if you've been kind of boxed into this job, that's not really fulfilling your heart's true desire, so to speak, not to sound too woo woo, but then you're it's suppressing and so you have to express yourself so i'm always kind of going there yes i'll always talk about food because the blood sugar as you know back to kind of the adrenal glands taking over this load of sex hormone production the blood sugar being imbalanced is 
a recipe for disaster. So at least if we get the food right with keto, right. Uh, I love intermittent fasting because it gives the digestive system a break. Um, it just helps with kind of regulating other hormones. And if we can get the food right, then it kind of exposes, all right, what else is going on in your diet and lifestyle that maybe we need to shift more towards your you know, being more aligned with who you are and what you should be doing, what you're tolerating that you, you know, that you're not really accepting all those different things. There's just so many deeper things. And I'm right. not a therapist, but a lot of my clients are like, you're like a therapist because <laughs> you have to really go there yeah. because it's not just about the diet. That's it's, right. it's everything. You have to move, you have to sleep, you have to, you know, have good thoughts. You can't be negative and, and just always thinking the worst is going to happen. You can't right. be worrying, all that good stuff. So, I have a family friend and she's uh, in her early 30s. And she's the biggest worry wart I've ever met in my life. And she'll post things on Facebook. Oh, I'm ugly. And this is the worst day. And I'm and I'm like, you're killing me. Go eat some bacon. You're, and she, she eats keto off and on. So it's like she knows what to do. But she just always is just I'm just like, you're stressing me out. So. Yeah, yeah. Keto doesn't fix everything, but no, it does. Sadly, help. it does not. It does not fix a worry wart. Yeah, yeah. But it, it does should, help. Though. It should calm yeah. you down. But yeah, that's true. I mean, it does that brain balancing helps the mood, the energy yes. that all helps. So that's why I like keto for um, for menopause and basically all hormones, even adrenals and thyroid. I just did a three part blog series right. on this because there's so much misinformation like that keto and fasting is, is bad for adrenal health and not good for oh, Hashimoto's. Yeah. And it's really not true. It just is about your approach um, and making sure that you're you're approaching your fasting and your um, keto in a way that works for you, the individual. And that's going to be a little different for everybody. So right. it's not about just jumping from, you know, 200 carbs a day, grams of carbs a day to, to 20. <laughs> yeah, to fasting for 20 hours. Like, yeah, you have to kind of go slow. And that's yeah. um, just so that the body feels safe and that it's not going into kind of any kind of starvation type of setting. So, yeah. I want some pizza. I'm just in the mood. So I check the website. Real good foods. But I'm trying to eat healthy. Trust. No flour. It's 11 inch cauliflower crust. Low carb, high fat, and plenty protein. Grain and gluten free. Everything that you need. Made in four flavors. Ooh wee. Uncured pepperoni, margarita, veggie, or cheese. If low carb pizza is what you want, you need to check realgoodfoods.com. Taste is amazing. Oh yeah, it's the bomb. You need to check realgoodfoods.com. Com. Free shipping online and in Kroger stores across the U.S. RealGoodFoods.com Are you looking for a quick keto meal that has not just a little bit of protein in it, but also all the electrolytes, vitamins, protein, fat, and more that will meet one-third of your daily needs? Then let me introduce you to Keto Chow. It's a quick and easy-to-mix shake that is designed to give you a complete ketogenic meal. You're able to customize the calories because you decide how much fat to add. Most people mix it with heavy whipping cream, but you can also use avocado oil, coconut cream, a little MCT oil, 
or any other fat of your choice. Keto Chow is designed specifically for people on the go to replace one to two meals in their day. It comes in eight flavors, including chocolate, vanilla, chocolate peanut butter, cookies and cream, strawberry, mocha, banana, and salted caramel in both individual meal samples as well as a large 21 meal bag. There's also a sample of all the things bundle that has one of each flavor plus a Keto Chow blender bottle to get you started. Head on over to JimmyLovesKetoChow.com and use the coupon code LLVLC to get 10% off of your first order. JimmyLovesKetoChow.com so Evelyn, let's get into why keto and fasting and ostensibly, I think it all goes back to the master hormone insulin and then its effects on all the other hormones. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. So think about it with cortisol, right? So cortisol is that stress hormone that um, when you're stressed and I've, I've proven this embarrassingly in a keto class that I was teaching, I was like, Oh, this is how you test your blood glucose. And I was all excited (laughs) with the class. It was a positive stress, but I tested my blood sugar and it was 127. Oh, wow. This is what not to do guys. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and so I was fasted. I'm keto. Like I'm completely keto adapted for years. And had you um, not eaten yet? I hadn't eaten, but it was the the excitement and yes. you know the pressure of teaching the class. Yes, and so was, and even if it was in the morning, Evelyn, it could have been a little bit of the the dawn phenomenon. Some people call it physiologic insulin resistance. In my latest book, The Keto Cure, we call it a glucose sparing effect. So there's you know glucose dependent functions in the body, and so people freak out over that high number, and it's really not a big deal if your A one C is normal. Oh, yeah. And so it was a great, embarrassing, but great lesson that yep. I leveraged the heck out of it yes, because I'm of like, course. I was diabetic. So and then I said, you know, so but I tested when I got home like an hour later and my um, ketones were 2.2. My yeah. blood glucose was 84. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I sent it to the class. I'm like, I'm all set. See, guys. Neener, see, what, neener. <laughs> see what happens with stress. So what happened? I mean, this I don't know for sure, but my cortisol was up. Right. Yep. I'm a I'm more of a stress type. Uh, that's my makeup, very fight or flightish. And so cortisol was up because I was teaching. I was on. And did you have any coffee that day before you every day? But this was an evening class. My coffee oh, okay. was so it was in the evening. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Well yeah, that changes yeah. everything. Well, still just shows yeah. you stress can hit you at any point. Absolutely. And what it can do uh, from a physiological perspective. So cortisol goes up. My blood glucose goes up. I've seen this before with testing on myself at home. Um, Blood glucose goes up, even though I'm keto, even though I'm fasted. It's like I had a donut and I didn't. Right. So keeping that stress managed um, because right, you know, now in this stage of my life, my estrogen and progesterone my dhea testosterone all that is being produced for the most part in the adrenal glands along with that cortisol so for me any excess of stress in my life is something that i have to be very cognizant of and manage very well or else i can feel it physically and testing will will demonstrate that oh you know you're not in ketosis when you're when you're too stressed so same with over exercising not getting enough sleep yes and just taking on too much so um 
And the and Hashimoto's kind of exacerbates it even more with the thyroid dysfunction. So, yeah, yeah, you have to be uber on point. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's, it's less about uh, pushing and forcing and it's more about being grateful and, and centered, um, less about pushing and forcing and more about being in a flow and kind of just going with things and just, you know, not forcing and pushing and not being busy all the time. Right. Like it's having that downtime is really important at this stage of life. I love For- the phrase you gave me, less hustle, more flow. And I said, whoa, stop stepping on my toes, Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that yours? Oh, my goodness. Yes. That's, uh, you know, and I flow pretty well with what I do, but man, uh, backing off of things does make things just flow better. Yeah, it really it's a does. good lesson for all of us. So is. Yep. Well, let's let's talk about when keto and fasting doesn't work, because there's some people that have tried those things. And I'll have people sometimes chime in when, when I do fasting. I've done a three day fast most recently and people. Are, oh, my gosh, I could never last more than the 16 hours of an intermittent fast. And even that's hard. Um, so what's going on when someone even goes keto and says, this ain't working. What What's happening to them that it's not working for them? Well, it's probably not necessarily the keto uh, unless, you know, they have some sort of maldigestive issue with fat right. or uh, usually it's about the approach. Um, and hey, if somebody can tolerate the carbohydrates, you know, my whole thing is, and I think I've heard you say this too in probably a more eloquent way, but if if we clean up the diet and eat mostly real foods and you do fine with having whole foods based carbohydrates in your diet. Yeah. Keep them in. My and mom's like you, that. By the way, by the Wait, way, I know I'm really <laughs> jealous, but, but my mom, my mom's like that. She yes. can have her oatmeal and you know, all her seeds in it. And she, she judges it up to make it really healthy. She can have her sweet potato and she is a little, she's healthy as a horse, no insulin or glucose issues. She can do it. And that's great. My dad cannot. And I take after my dad in that regard. Yes. So he's Thanks, type two. Yeah, I know. He's type two diabetic. Um, when I tell her no sweet potato for dad, what? It's just a sweet potato. They're healthy. No, nope, yeah. he can't. Ha- no, he's just like, we got to get those carbs out. <laughs> I bet so you she if, still snakes it in. <laughs> <laughs> she probably does because she watches Dr. Oz and he's of like, course. Oh, Sweet potatoes are going to change your life. Yeah. (laughs) I love them. And I love how they're just so open and curious about health, which is great. So if somebody, yeah, so if somebody is, um, is able to tolerate them and they're healthy and they feel great. And I mean, why would they come to me then? But if they're struggling, then that's when I feel like at least going low carb, Definitely going real food first, then low carb, then keto. But hopefully most people that come to me just because I've kind of gotten the reputation of being um, a keto nutritionist. We just go straight to keto for the most part. 90% of my clients just want to do keto. One, it's so trendy now. And they're hearing more and more about it. Right. Um, but and two, they see all the great results that their friends and family are experiencing with it. Well, and most um, of them are probably insulin resistant. If they're reaching uh, Evelyn, then obviously they're they're needing a little more TLC. And so it, for those people, keto is perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of how I approach it. When it doesn't work is when is is the approach approach of like i said before like going too fast too hard um with it and just just 
not one. It's either they're not having a real food approach, although that can work for some people. They can do kind of like the um, Atkins bars and diet soda. (laughs) I know my stomach just turned a little. I know some people do. Yeah. Of course, I'm thinking like neuro, you know, the neural effects of that over time is, you know, like that's just, ah. but anyway, I guess um, what you could do is outline the goal is, and then outline the, the real food aspect. But if you think you need these things, let's slowly, you know, keep them in, but then slowly take them out one a week, take away the Atkins bars the next week, take away this, take away that until all they're eating is real food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it's just that step down approach is, yes. is wonderful for people that struggle. Weeping and gnashing of teeth as that <laughs> happens. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, but it's so easy going keto. I mean, I'm a I'm a minimalist with it. Like, I'm just like eggs and bacon and yeah. kale. And I just kind of keep it simple. Um so there's really no need for processed foods. You know, if I find something interesting in the store, I'll post about it. But like, oh, this is keto. Like this right. might be good, you know, but I'm always looking for food quality. But it's a treat it's as well food. when you have those kinds of things. Yeah. 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 So then it's it's where um, if they're doing the junk food keto, that's where, you know, you can kind of still create inflammation in the body. Yes. And an immune response. So that. And an is insulin where- response. Yeah, exactly. From all the, you know, fake fibers. Um, and counting net carbs instead of total carbs. Yes, that too. And then if they do have a clean keto approach, like real food keto, um, then it could be just like I was saying, just going a little bit too drastically um, at first and just kind of stepping into it, making sure you feel good, making sure you're prepared, um, not only mentally, but also um, with your kitchen you know making sure that you've got avocados and good oils coconut and eggs and bacon and all that good stuff no canola please (laughs) right so that when you're hungry you have things you can go to that aren't going to um take you out of keto you know so that so you so that you have everything that you need so that you're successful so that's yeah what I, i like to teach too So, Evelyn, one of the things that you teach about is how to deal with a resistance to weight loss. And this is something that I've talked about ad nauseum on my shows because I am one that I have weight loss resistance and I'm doing things to try to help with that, you know, pretty much all the time. And so what do you do? What what is the biggest uh, obstacle that you see with your clientele that keeps them from losing weight? Mm, Two things. One is not being consistent. Yep. And then two is stress. Stress is stress, a biggie. Stress is huge. Stress I mean, is that's chocolate like, cake without the sweetness in your mouth. Exactly. Stress is me teaching that class and having a 127 <laughs> reading, right? Even though it was good, positive stress, it was stress. And so- But you recover luckily, two hours later. I, I, did, I wonder yeah. why people don't recover from their daily stresses. So I guess that's the challenge for you it's ironic they come to you for nutrition advice and you end up having to give them kind of lifestyle advice and chill out advice. <laughs> yeah. For some clients, it's all that. They are perfect with the food. They are doing everything right. They're moving appropriately. They're sleeping. It's just that they either they have jobs that are too demanding. 
they might have some sort of infection or exposure that's causing stress, like a, a kind of a, a hidden stress um, uh, in their physiology. Um, and that's where, you know, you can work on some testing to kind of figure out like, what could that be? You know, yeah. could it be mold? Could it be heavy metals or some sort of gut imbalance? So there's that too, so a food sensitivity, even to keto foods, you know, it's possible. Um, even though great thing about keto is you do get obviously sugar, which is inflammatory, you get gluten out of the diet, which is inflammatory and usually uh, an immune system trigger. Um, Dairy is an area that um, I'll experiment with. I try to go minimal where with the dairy and I try to go minimal with the restriction. Um, So if people do well with it, great keep it in you know try to do more of the goat and like the a2 casein i think if i'm getting that right right um and the raw if you can find it raw yeah the good quality not like the craft singles no offense Uh, to craft that ain't real cheese (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, why they call it a cheese product not cheese (laughs) yes exactly um so i'll but if I find that they're like either plateauing or just not progressing, then we'll experiment with the dairy, sometimes the nuts. Um, I will try to get people more towards like the 20 total grams, at least at first until they're fat adapted. Yes. And I was playing around at first, um, like I can do the 20 net grams or, you know, up to 50, 50 total. Uh, yeah, 50, 50 net. Um and I can maintain with 50 that grams of carbs, no problem, um, especially because most of my carbs are vegetables. But if people are not getting fat adapted, if they're not seeing the results, then I do get down to, you know, you got to keep the carbs at 20 total. And sometimes because there's so much different information out there, and I'm not saying it's bad, it's just it's it might not be appropriate. Some of the misinformation about like doing higher net carbs I'm not saying it's bad, but I think for people that are struggling, that would be the first kind of place I would go to. A huge culprit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So getting those carbs down to 20 total. And then once you start seeing some movement, then you can play around with, you know, can I get away with a little bit more vegetable and, you know, maybe a serving of nuts. And, you know, I also look at total calories. Um, I'm not a huge calorie counter or a big um, proponent of tracking, but when you're in like that stall, I want to see the data because, I, you know, you can't really manage what you can't what you're not measuring, which I learned in corporate America. But um, so if I see the data, then I can do some analysis and then I can kind of look for those culprits or potential triggers and then um, and then tweak from there. So I will have people kind of intermittently track um, just so we can get more information if they're getting stuck. Right. Yeah. So another thing that pops up in this whole conversation is people's uh, how how they view themselves. And so Mm -hmm. uh, women, especially, it's a huge issue. That girl I was talking about earlier, the family friend, she hates herself. It's very obvious the way she writes about herself, even very publicly. And so it's all about, well, I've gotten fat and I don't and I'm ugly. And they say all this negative self-talk and they have not learned the finer art of self-love how do you incorporate that into your counseling with these uh, clients that you have yeah it's very heartbreaking and i come from that place maybe not quite as negative as that person but um but that of like never feeling 
skinny enough and like, oh, I always need to, you know, I don't like my legs. I don't like this picking parts of your body apart and just always trying to change them. And I've come a long way since my 30s because that's when I was really at the peak of that, always like on Weight Watchers and that kind of thing. And so I see it a lot with some clients and I'm I'm very empathetic because I was there too. And I certainly don't walk into my first session with a client who has that mindset and get over and, it <laughs> and start, you know, lecturing them about yes. self. Wow. What I do, and this is why I, I usually like to work with people for at least, you know, three months, um, depending on their goal, is we allow that conversation to unfold. I let them find and affirm what they uncover on their journey, what they notice positively about how they feel in their body. Yes. What they're noticing about like, oh, my, you know, maybe the scale's not going down, but my pants fit so much better or yes. I have to buy a smaller size or I can move better. Like I, I don't have to play with my kids. Pain. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that is part of the conversation as the, our relationship unfolds, um, the client, you know, practitioner relationship. And I honestly, I become like friends with, yes. with everybody in, in, in a way <laughs> because I, I really do love them and I want to nurture them through their, their journey. That's what I feel I'm called to do. And it's, that's why I love one-on-one. -on -one. I love groups and teaching too, but the one-on-one -on -one is where you can really kind of find that that seed um, and really just let them let them discover what is really inside. And it's not about what society dictates is, you know, how how we should look in terms of body image and what size we should be. It's about what you feel and and how how you can function in this world and love yourself no matter what. Well, and the beautiful thing is when they go keto and start bringing down the inflammation and bringing down the insulin and all the other positive benefits that come from that, they get this calming effect. And a lot of people will write to me and say, I used to be uptight about all kinds of things. And since I've gone keto, I'm pretty chill now. What happened? And so I know. They don't I think know. about the brain health benefits uh, that come from this. So, yeah, I like your approach of let them kind of get on it. And then, of course, if you start losing weight and start feeling better, that gives you more confidence. And then through that confidence, you have a better self-image. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly how how it, it unfolds for most people. Um, you know, it's it's a tough one. There's a, there's a lot of emotional baggage attached to that. There, you know, there can be childhood traumas and just um, patterns of behavior. There's just so much to to unpack and to unfold. And and really, my job is to listen and to create that space. Right. And it's funny because sometimes it's like people their first session they're like well i want a meal plan and i want recipes and i want this and i want that and i'm just like <laughs> tell me what to do okay okay yeah i have all that here you go it's it's a file like there's so much information it's not about the information right it's about the 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 kind of that guidance it's like the shepherding that person through uncovering more of who they really are and 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 what makes them feel good and what you, what supports their health so you, you know what would be cool is the first day they're in on one of your sessions say okay here's the deal if you listen to what i have to say and you implement all the things that i talk about and embrace them and and fully own them in your life here's what's going to happen three months from now and just kind of like forecast some things and just get their eyes open to what the goal is 
and then they have something to pursue. I think a lot of people come into keto and doing fasting and even just changing habits in their sleep and stress and all that. And they just think, okay, this ain't going to work. Everything else hasn't worked. So why will this work? But if you kind of give them that, hey, I'm going to give you a sneak peek of what's to come. And you could base that on what your other clients have seen in that short amount of time. That could be really powerful as a teaching tool. Yes, it really is. And, uh, you know, I I just did some 12 week summer packages and I just wrapped up with a few and some people were kind enough to write testimonials. And nice. I was in tears because it was just like one was I just loved her. And she she wrote my life is completely transformed my relationship with food and you know through our sessions and this is actually a composite of a bunch of the people that went through these programs is they started to realize that they needed to create more boundaries with their jobs or with their families and that they weren't they were kind of just like sucking it up and just like biting their tongue and allowing more to be dumped on them and the body doesn't like that. The body <laughs> wants to be respected and loved. And it starts with yourself. You're like you, if you don't love yourself, then people dump all over you. Like oh, yeah. you have to start there and you have to, it doesn't mean you have to like yell at everybody and quit your job and, you know, leave your husband or, you know, whatever. It just means that you have to honor what your true needs are and let go of some of maybe the patterns that you've allowed to happen so that you're no longer kind of being stepped on and, you know, just not treated the way that you deserve to be treated. Right. Yeah. Well, Evelyn, you're doing some really great work. You guys go to EvelynD.com. That's E-V-E-L-Y-N, the letter D, dot com. Uh, she has a free keto kickstart guide and meal plan uh, located there. She also is coming up on September the 12th. You're going to want to get in on this, uh, especially those of you that are interested in keto, fasting, and the subject of menopause. You're going to have a new group program uh, relaunching on that day. And, uh, of course, you do one-on-one -on -one counseling via phone or Skype as well. So, guys, EvelynD.com is the website, and her name is Evelyn D. Dominicus. And thanks so much for joining us here today on the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show. Oh, thank you so much, Jimmy. I had such a great time. Ah, uh, living La Vida low carb. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up the avocados, fry some eggs. Time to explore the longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show. Disc of Light.